Hi everyone, it's Adam from Monkey Tennis here, just saying a huge thank you to all of you that have supported my charity appeal uh, so far. For those that haven't heard about it, this September I'm going to be swimming uh, 15 kilometres uh, between five islands in Cornwall. Uh, I'll be swimming the Isles of Scilly, that's Scilly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. Um, I'm doing it because I want to, but also to raise money for Calm, the campaign against living miserably. It's a well-known statistic that 125 people in the UK die by suicide every week, and Calm run a free and confidential helpline for people to speak through their problems and ultimately to help prevent suicides. Um, I'm looking to raise enough money to train two new phone workers um, to man those lines um, and I'll be doing it by swimming the Isles of Scilly in Cornwall. Um, if you're looking to support me, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, you can donate at justgiving.com. Um, just go there and search for Adam Swim Silly. That's Adam Swim Silly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. All donations greatly appreciated. Thank you for helping me to support Calm. And now, on with monkey tennis. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I must complete the journey that my father never could. I must do it on foot. Can't remember why. It will be called The Footsteps of My Father Walk. My home isn't insulated. Monkey tennis? Heathrow is just an absolute tit of an airport. Quite simply, cows. Monkey tennis? With a stupid Ewok head. Lobber on him, Nosey. Love you, Aim. Monkey tennis? A total wazzock of a guy. Infinity, the final frontier. Monkey tennis? We will talk about it now, Mr. Nichols. Monkey tennis? Motherfucker. Gary Wilmot. Okay. Sue Cook. Okay. Dale Winton. Okay. Monkey tennis? Oh, fuck off, Nick. Hello, friends, and welcome to Monkey Tennis, the Alan Partridge fan podcast, where we are currently trawling our way through Alan's travelogue, Nomad. I'm Adam Brooks, and I'm joined by Tom Dark. Once again, and for the avoidance of doubt, the first steps of my father walk is a deeply personal journey. Nick Alder. At the time, philipscofield.com was owned by some toothless beach dweller. <laughs> and Tom Stab. She still asks Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Nick, is that the first time you made Adam laugh during the intro section? <laughs> Finally, after <laughs> 75 episodes? Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Stony face for three long years. <laughs> um, so we're m- moving on to chapter five. I'm still in charge of these chapters. Uh, and then once this episode's over, I'll pass the baton to someone else. Uh, so chapter five is entitled More Than My Fair Share. And it resolves itself mainly around the theme of charity. Um, it opens the question I've been asked more than any other is this is the walk for charity 
honestly. If I had a pound for every person who asked me that, I'd give it to charity, of course. But the walk <laughs> itself must not be for charity. I was certain of that. Yeah, can't be clear enough on that. Um, and there's lots of... Uh, there's a common trope that comes up again here where he has a very specific emotion about an extremely broad subject. Like, you know, when he's talking about, like, Nazis and he's like, oh, they were really awful kind of thing. So he says... Uh, I'm a huge fan of charity. Let's get that out there. Yeah, Let's yeah. just be clear just with that. The nebulous concept <laughs> yeah. of charity. Uh, and even, even at, had, one, at one point, at one point, had direct debit set up. <laughs> he minimum. was willing to go that far. Yeah. Yeah. Not anymore, but there were at one point direct uh, debits. Also, I'm sure we all enjoyed the reason that he had to uh, stop those direct debits is because his online banking was starting to look cluttered. <laughs> really <laughs> got to tidy that up. Time for yeah. a purge. He had a purge. Um, but uh, yeah, the, uh, the direct debits that he had were help for heroes. Uh, friends of John Meber, who I think we referenced in a previous episode. That's his wheelchair-bound friend, yes. who's in a car crash that was entirely lives his own in a fault. wheelchair. Yep. Lives in a wheelchair, uh, and Eton College, which he also classes somehow as a charity. <laughs> yeah, I've just had a thought. Does he actually mention any of his work for Comic Relief in this chapter? I don't think he does. No, no. no. Which is which is an interesting thing. They could have really validated his actual charity credentials with could that. have redeemed himself a bit they have referenced stuff that happened to him in the comic relief sketches yes because in an iPartridge they talk about when he was uh, de-trousered or de-bagged something. de-bagged yeah yeah, well, yeah but it, it's, were pulled down. it's kind of weird because you, you could quite easily slip in a paragraph about mm. him saying I've, I regularly support comic relief on the BBC or something like that uh, a nice example of uh, Alan no Coogan yes here where uh, Alan <laughs> suggests that you can do away you should do away with income tax the mandatory charitable donation that everyone seems to be fine with <laughs> uh, but yes he says he's banging to charity alright um, he says he's done sponsored swims is there any evidence of this elsewhere in the Partridge canon I don't think that's come up before no. I mean certainly we know he's not a particularly strong swimmer so probably a lie or has he just done like one length and sponsored himself a fiver? <laughs> also, sponsored shaves. We know from the previous chapters when he was saying that his body is naturally hairless. So what would he shave? Do you think he just claimed to shave and then just well, took his top off? Either we, he, he often makes reference to the fact that he's not very hairy. So either he shaves his head uh, or I don't think that's more, ever happened. Yeah. So it's something even more inappropriate or... Is it a lie? He's been pubic for 31 years. Yeah, so. but you wouldn't, for comic relief, you're not going to shave your pubes. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you Curtis is going to say no to that. Nick, you wouldn't shave your pubes for starving children. Unbelievable. <laughs> You've got uh, no heart. Uh, yeah, uh, well, or if pubes. Rich, if Richard Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if Richard Curtis asks yeah, yeah. can I, we make I, this happen I, I would consider it Richard call me uh, Richard if you're listening do get in touch yeah um, he describes uh, the period where he puts hands in medieval stocks and had wet sponges thrown at him as being similar to the Old Testament stonings that Jesus supposedly got rid of when he rebranded God as a nice chap <laughs> <laughs> Um, he also then implies that, that God would have disapproved of anyone pelting Alan, even for charity. That's just beyond the pale. Of course. Um, and, uh, oh, yes, he talks about Dress Down Friday at North Norfolk Digital, where he decided to dress up just to mess with everyone's minds. Uh, he says, picture their faces when Partridge strolls in. I mean, I imagine they're ambivalent. <laughs> yeah, and probably half of them don't even know who he is. Yeah, this is a nice little section as well where the audiobook really comes into play, where you do get Alan doing the accents. Uh, it's, it's good. Oh, yeah, of his like co-workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. no of like you know where he's pretending to be the businessman, be a businessman or yeah, yeah like I'm a the, businessman the, don't you know yeah, like the well-to-do English gent have we seen yeah. Alan dressed up in a suit before he's always quite casual isn't he like sort of roll necks and slacks and things have we ever seen him in formal even at the funeral he's wearing a Castrol GTX bomber jacket well like blazers I guess yeah blazers but never like a kind of smart suit or the only other thing I think of is safari suit 
uh, safari suit. <laughs> like uh, the Alpha Papa premiere in Norwich, he wore was it yeah. a blue safari yeah. suit for that? Yeah, that's yeah. about as close as he's come, isn't it? To formal wear. We've never yeah. seen Alan in black tie, or, or in this case, a uh, black pinstripe suit. It, what about is he in black tie when he is going on about chavs that got him in all that trouble for Scissor Isle, perhaps? Because that was an after-dinner speech, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. We, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think that's and it. He, and yeah. he does give a lot of them, my lords, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a bloody chav, chav, chav. <laughs> yeah. He's very page, sorry. On the next page, he tries to uh, describe <laughs> the singular of genes as gene. Uh, I was pretty sure this was wrong. Hi, gene. But I, I did fact-check it, and yes, the singular of genes is not gene. You can't, it's not a gene. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he, we know he hates American things. Uh, he falls into um, mm. into an American accent by accident here, and then pulls himself back as he obviously sees it as a thing he should be avoiding. Um, and then uh, somebody thinks that he's making fun of them because he's dressed up for Dress Down Friday. Uh, Sarah um, says, uh, "Do you think we like having to wear suits while you lot swan around in jeans?" And he says, "I don't swan, Sarah." Don't say I swan when I don't. Is this, I, I might be wrong here, is this the same Sarah that tried to get him to uh, sponsor her child's fun run oh, in Mid-Morning Matters? If any uh, if any eagle-eared listeners, uh, eagle-eared, is that a thing? It is, it is now. It is now. The, yeah. the ears of an eagle. Eagle, and eagle-nosed. The eyes yeah. of an owl. If anyone's got any of those things, the wings <laughs> of a tit. What's the ch- <laughs> Wants to check if Sarah is the, is the same person that tried to get Alan to uh, sponsor her daughter's fun run. Please oh, do let us know. Um, and uh, oh yeah, he he uh, he tried to get his five pounds returned for taking part. Yeah, in can the... someone return my five pounds, please? <laughs> I'll, I'll wait. I, I like yeah. He's decided not to yeah. participate. Uh, I also enjoyed uh, what he says about uh, business people. People in business. People in business tend not to have an accent. They just speak much louder than real people. <laughs> So also that means people in business aren't real people, according to Alan as well. Um, and then in, in a few paragraphs time, he is shaking a collection tin hard, looking for all the world, like Ainsley Harriet at one of his barbecues when he's had too much punch and gets his maracas out. <laughs> I mean, this is skirting into racist territory, yeah. isn't it, really? Something else I also enjoy is they're not actually going to donate any of the money to charity. It's simply for an espresso machine. Yeah. <laughs> and he has spent a whole page describing this. Yeah, Again, that, a that's charity. a charity that you could definitely get behind. Oh, always right. invest oh, in that. Yeah. Yeah. The monthly direct debit can be, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to sign up for that one. The new Nespresso pods. Yeah. And then yeah. the fun bit is that he's, uh, he's uh, straight away, and I'll be honest, that day has coloured my opinion of charity. None of it was for charity. <laughs> <laughs> and whilst I haven't given to a charity since, this was in 2007, so by the time this book was published, that's what almost a decade of him refusing to give any money <laughs> yeah. away yeah. Uh, it isn't the reason i don't want to make the footsteps of my father a charity walk uh, it's to honor his father raising money or awareness for a good cause can only subtract from that oh how his position changes in about eight or nine <laughs> at this uh, point though nine. he's very clear on that yeah yeah Yep. Uh, make it a charity walk and suddenly everyone's talking about leukemia or Terence Higgins when they should be talking about Alan Partridge and Alan Partridge's father <laughs> yep uh, charity and father honouring are two rival conflicting ideas and it's essential that nothing detracts from the true purpose of this walk um, so yeah basically he, he puts that point forward everyone thinks he's lazy or mean spirited um, and uh, oh yeah here we go he says uh, the general view seems to be that I'm lazy or mean spirited but then I work with women who pass around sponsorship forms at the drop of a hat so that is a reference to mm. the uh, the lady who we believe might be Sarah in mid-morning matters who tries to get him to uh, sponsor her daughter's fun run um he said he talks about his charitable uh, past uh, coverage he used to he covered ian botham's walk from lanzan to john o'groats 
in 85 for Saxon Radio. Uh, I looked this up. It is a real radio station. The current website is, ironically, for this charity uh, chapter, trying to raise enough money to launch. Um, <laughs> they have a single Twitter post. Wait, that, does that mean it is a radio station or it isn't a radio station? It's, at this it's point? a pre-station at this point. Uh, December 5th, 2018, they had a single Twitter post that said they are a feel-good station serving people aged 40-plus in the West Suffolk area. So very much an Allen-esque mm. station. It did also previously exist from November the 6th, 1982 in Bury St. Edmunds. There's some Saxon radio facts for you there. I also like at this point as well that uh, in, pre- on, in our previous episode, you were keen to point out that I was scared of sea monsters and yep. pissed in the corner of a bedroom. Yep. Yeah, not going to mention the fact that I did complete a similar, a similar journey for charity. Yeah, well done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you wait yourself on that? No, I okay. didn't. Well done. Thanks. Well, well, okay, Progress. Okay. Come on, tell the listeners, what did you do? No, 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 the moment's gone, it doesn't matter. They You're right, put, the they moment can... really has gone. And it didn't matter. Oh, no, I, no. I, in 2016, <laughs> I was Ian Botham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really know what point you're trying to make. What, well, did, what did you do? That you'll, call out, you'll call out the bad, but not champion the good. What's the good? Champion what, it. What I've done for charity. Which is? I've done a Billy Bighead. <laughs> <laughs> so does that mean you haven't done anything for charity? I'm Ian Botham, I'm Billy Bighead. That's me okay, on. well, mm. you know... Uh, just to let everyone know, uh, Nick uh, cycled charity. Cycle, no, Nick cycled. To be fair, from uh, John O'Groats to Lands End, or the yeah. one or the other way, I, I, completely in complete, a world first. No, well, completely naked, which I think was a real brave step for the yeah. whole journey. Yeah. So bloody bloody brave. I, I, w- I would also say, in the interest of fairness, that I have three charitable direct debits set up. So, you all know. right, mate, we've all got a direct debit to charity. I used to, but then my Who bank stopped? was uh, starting to look a bit cluttered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bit messy. Um, back to Ian Botham briefly. Uh, he turned away to sign a girl's cricket bat milliseconds before Alan's punchline. Um, um, which I thought I was watching an episode of uh, of Jerry Seinfeld's uh, comedians in cars getting coffee, uh, where they were talking about how the closer you are to a punchline when you're interrupted, the harder it is to recover. But nevertheless, Alan waits and then uh, <laughs> attempts to do it uh, after a minute or two when the girl effed off. He said, "They call you beefy, but you're burning five thousand calories a day. I'll tell you something: you won't be beefy for long." He laughed. Everyone did. Then replied, "Yeah, although it's more of a nickname, even if I'm thin." I'll be beefy. Like jerky. Pardon? And it just goes yeah. on. There's, yeah, there's seemingly more life in it. I also enjoyed the everyone laughed. Yeah. Yeah. Things that didn't happen. Um, it then ends with, with Alan saying, cheers, scabby. Uh, it's a long story. Uh, I mean beefy. And that's the end of the charitable chapter. Uh, so this has been a chapter about why the walk can't be for charity, littered with examples of times that charities failed him, that actually none of them are about charity itself. There's no reason this couldn't have been for charity. That's yeah. the joke, etc. There's one more detail with both of them, the exchange of both of them that I liked. Uh, great talking to you, he said, as he broke into a jog, only stopping when he's about five yards ahead of me. So just like, just anything to get away from Alan at that point. Yeah. Just going to run a little bit over there. Uh, on to chapter six, Footsteps of My Father trademark. I noticed that uh, it's only trademarked at this point. Um, there's a couple of other instances uh, in and around Nomad where it's got a trademark, but, but this is the first time it's official. Uh, I looked it up at trademarks.ipo.gov.uk. There is no trademark for Footsteps of My Father. It's available. Uh, and also, I noticed that Alan Partridge was only trademarked in 2005. So, uh, yeah. you know, a little behind the times there. Um, he says that he is uh, having his, his assistants calling Harvey's office on a daily basis. It doesn't bother him whether it's turned into a TV programme or not, but please do keep Lynn on the case. And again, whenever he <laughs> says things like that, we know the truth is the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that he says, I, I just like to find out if I'm going to be on camera so I know whether to pack my good comb. 
<laughs> seems reasonable, I think. We can all agree. Um, he's also preemptively reserved a number of web pages for Footsteps of My Father. <laughs> so he's got footstepsofmyfather.com, footstepsofmyfather.co.uk, footstepsofmyfather.net, and then F00T5T3P50FMYF4THE3R.com. Any any variant. Um we know from research, I expect, that all four of these have been registered and they all point to the same official-ish website. Ah, well, there, there is a slight variation here. And also, um, something where this differs in the Kindle version. So the the fourth website that's listed, which is the numerical ones where you have the zeros for uh, O's, etc., that is that is not written as the numbered version in the Kindle in the Kindle book. So all, all four, so com net and then you just have com repeated so i feel like they've oh. just forgotten to format that in the kindle version weird. Yeah, okay. um but yeah there is, there is a key difference with uh all four of these genuine websites which is if you go to the uk version or the numerical.com version they both have twat cock piss partridge written over them oh. ah. so um, effectively like the rude daubing on the car yeah I, presumably these were set up as official websites by by, by the, the team behind the book right? I, I would so. think so yeah. it's, a, it's a nice little easter egg isn't it uh, there's, there's a, a link to a charity which is Alvin's Foundation I think um, and also a link to contact Lynn at footstepsofmyfather.co.uk which I presume I'm not the only one that did uh, I mean I know I sent an email yeah me too uh, I, I, I'll just read you what I, what I said to them Dear Lynn, I'm writing via a proxy account to save embarrassment. I've made a terrible mistake in not commissioning Alan's series, not because I've seen him <laughs> giving, not because, not least because I've seen since seen him giving it both barrels on BBC One this time, but because I realised that all along this has been a genuinely great, no, put good program idea. Please can we discuss to meet and discuss? Please can we arrange to meet and discuss my folly? Best Harvey Kennedy uh, did not receive a reply. No, I mean my email was much shorter. Just hi, Lynn. Is it still possible to make donations for Little Alvin? Please do let me know where to send funds. Again, no response received. Um, there is a bit of an extra Easter egg to these websites as well that Jed and I have discovered. So we're going to break all the rules here, and Jed is going to join us on mic. For- what? <laughs> so- this better be good. So it's good. I was chatting with Jed about like, oh, have you seen this website, etc.? Because kind of discussing, you know, is it real? And I think it's fair to say, yeah, I'm sure Orion commissioned these four websites as like a bit of an extra Easter egg because people are bound to go and look for the addresses. And what we discovered, if you hold your mouse over the main image on these websites, um, it pops up with a little. Uh, there's a bit of text that pops up that says special thanks to Jay Higgs. I thought, yeah, and I found the same thing because when you pointed me towards the um, the website, first thing I do, I'm a big conspiracy theorist person. I looked at really the source. Is. I looked up the source code. The first thing I do, source code, looked down it and saw this Jay Higgs, this mysterious Jay Higgs character. So um, I said, Tom, do you know who this Jay Higgs is? Thinking I just missed something. Yeah, because I, I said I'd been looking at it and I couldn't. It, I think it's like an American crisp brand or something yeah. like that. That's all I'd found. But then Jed came I went back deeper. with a bombshell. Yeah, so I was like, Jay Higgs, that's probably John Higgs. You'd think it was John Higgs. And, I, and then I put into Google, John Higgs, Orion Publishing. Turns out, John Higgs has written a book um, for um, Orion Publishing around the same time as Nomad. And that book is called Watling Street travels through Britain and its ever-present past. Um, it's a journey along one of Britain's oldest roads from Dover to Anglesey in search of the hidden history that makes us who we are today. Which sounds familiar, doesn't it? A little yes, bit sounds like... sounds a little bit nomad. similar yeah. to Nomad. And it led me to think, 
possibly that John Higgs is the ghostwriter for this book. He's been fed um, information in key scenes from the Gibbons and from uh, Coogan himself, but he's actually the one who put this into uh, the structure into the book and actually made it happen. Yeah, I mean, that's Jed, Jed's theory, which, <laughs> yeah. which is quite extreme, but I thought perhaps... The, the, the fact it says special thanks to Jay Higgs, perhaps it was more that his book, Watling Street, was maybe the major inspiration behind the nomad conceit, which is Alan doing a walk. Because I think the whole thing about them doing this second Alan book, I guess they probably had a blank slate in terms of what it was going to be about. And like we discussed, the whole thing about was it going to be a collection of letters and essays and tangents and things like that. Mm. So it perhaps it's... And maybe... I don't know whether Orion would have even put them together to say, look, you know, th- these are the things that we're working on. So you could do a travel log book or you could do this sort of book. Yeah, so, yeah. but the way it's a special thanks, is that a thank you for being a ghostwriter or is it a thank you for providing some inspiration? Well, Watling Street hadn't come out yet. In fact, um, I found a press release where it was, they were both meant to come out at the same time, which was uh, October 2016. 2016. But then for some reason, they delayed the release of Watling Street until um, July 2016. 2017. Yeah. Oh, um, so you think the thanks might be for bumping this back so you don't have two similarly storied yeah. books out at the same time? It's p- possible. I mean, Basically, yeah. I think this was written by John Higgs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want, that is Jed saying yeah. that, just to be is very he, Is he on Twitter? Have we seen if he, he is? He is, he is yeah. 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 Yeah, we we could drop him a tweet and yeah, say, yeah. Uh, "Did you enjoy writing yeah. Nomads?" Why, <laughs> yeah, why have you yeah. been thanked? Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I think again, it's, it's a great little Easter egg, like because they don't need to put that in, so it is. Mm. A bit, they're trying to tell us something, yeah, and I think it's somewhere between Jed's quite extreme ghostwriter theory <laughs> or perhaps my inspiration theory but uh, yeah. yeah bit of a bombshell I yeah. thought mm. very nice, nice very nice just want to say thank you for, for letting me go in the mic uh, for so long I'll tell you what Jed a little treat we're going to get you back on the mic later this episode as well excellent not in the not too distant future <laughs> Um, Alan claims that they've reserved all of these uh, URLs because he says, I-, I figure if this thing does take off, I don't want some lankhead cyber squatter to be owning the brand, which I imagine is dangerously close to Steve Coogan's feelings, re unofficial podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, he says uh, at the time, oh yeah, he basically gives the cautionary tale that philipscofield.com was owned by a toothless beach dweller who scraped a living making pottery painted with images of the seaside. <laughs> um, and that, uh, yeah, the site was littered with spelling mistakes and he didn't even have PayPal. <laughs> so he didn't want to get... Uh, uh, didn't want to get troubled in the same way. There's a nice extra bit on the website where uh, Lynn, uh, where he, he says of Lynn that she still asks Jeeves. Yes. Uh, and obviously there is, a, there is a, a button on the Footsteps of My Father website that does link to Ask Jeeves. It makes you wonder also the sort of amateur nature of the website as if it's supposed to be that this was made as a collaboratively by Alan and it, Lynn. It looks a bit like some kind of GeoCities website, doesn't yes. it? Uh, I also like you have a logo in the bottom right corner, copyright Apache Communications 2019. So I think, is Apache Communications another level to the Apache slash Pear Tree? Uh, Orchard. Uh, holdings yeah, yeah. I mean th- there's a lot going on there we really need to see a diagram don't we it's yeah. kind of like that, the bits in 30 Rock where they show how NBC's owned by the Shineheart wig company we find out that he paid £12,000 or certainly promised to pay £12,000 to a branding consultancy to create a visual identity for the walk but as we learn he increasingly took matters into his own hands and I think refused to pay them there's quite a good footnote on that isn't there about um, the terms of in- enforcement on the payment uh, not quite yet no but uh, he does say that he came up with a logo that was 
compelling, his description, as it is busy, their description, as snazzy, his description, as it is challenging, their description. <laughs> is that all footnotes? The, yeah, his, all his, footnotes, his, his yeah. 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 Uh, and then he obviously goes into some detail to describe the... Uh, well, it's, it's about a page's worth of description about what the logo might look like or does look like. And that is where producer Jed is going to come in. Again, we're breaking all the rules this week, everybody. Uh, so what we're going to do, we're going to set ourselves a little challenge here. Jed is going to read us the logo description and the four of us are going to try and recreate it by hand uh, under ex- extremely tense timed conditions. And then what we'll do, we uh, we can post the results on socials and perhaps... Uh, Nick, your specialist area, perhaps we can run a poll and ask you uh, who has created the best version of the Footsteps of My Father logo. This is an art attack. This is an art attack. This is Alan Attack. Okay, so you've all got a piece of paper in front of you? Yes. yes. Um, and you've all got your pens? Yes. yes. Great. So I'll read this out quite slowly to give you a chance to um, do your rendition of what you think the logo looks like. And you only have until I say the last word, which as a warning is countryside. <laughs> um, God. So here goes. Um, its central motif is a large pair of footprints with a smaller pair of footprints inside them. I'm already doing terribly. <laughs> This represents a child's footsteps, literally being in the footsteps of the parent. And while one of the designers insisted it looked like someone tracking a fucking Yeti, to me, it is abundantly clear what it represents. Anyway, each of the larger footprints is in a circle, so they look like eyes, with a tear falling from the left one. Oh, God. And that's to signify that this is an emotional journey. <laughs> Look closely at the tear, and it has my face inside. Um, this voice up, yeah. <laughs> the circles also double as the O's in the word footsteps. And the F of footsteps <laughs> is angled forward slightly. Oh, I've gone backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and we've drawn a rucksack on its back. And that's to capture the idea of rambling. The first S... How do you draw a rucksack? (laughs) The first S of footsteps snakes through to the middle of the logo, so it looks like a winding road. The two horizontal lines in the F of father are given trails at the back, so they look like go-faster stripes and give the logo a sense of movement. And then, what's this at the end? Look again. The R at the end of father is a partridge in flight. An abstract drawing of a bird lifted directly from the logo of the Liberal Democrats. (laughs) Does anyone know how to draw that? Literally, the only good thing they've ever given the world. (laughs) And this bird also bears my face. Oh, (laughs) Full stop. And then... The whole thing is put in another circle (laughs) (laughs) and appears to be peeping over a hilltop. (laughs) Say say a a hilltop. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll repeat. I'll I'll go against the rules. And then the whole thing is put in another circle and appears to be peeping over a hilltop like a benevolent sun. 
shining on the British Hello. countryside. Oh, done it. <laughs> Guys, I don't want to boast, but I've nailed it. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> so now I'm wondering if I get to choose the best one. I mean, you can certainly pick a favourite, but we don't want you to taint the poll too Right, much. okay. So, uh, but, but, you know, let us know. Oh, I'm, I'm liking. I'm liking yours, Adam. Well, I'm looking at the original and comparing Stat, in, it. Interesting to take on a circle from Stab. What Nick's we've gone, done. Nick's gone way too big with the original footsteps. <laughs> so in like, the yours face. doesn't even say father on it. <laughs> wow. I think. I think a mixture of Tom Darks and Adams is yeah. the winner. Yeah. Um, Put your name and age in the. Uh, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the problem I had is Nick's the, is bad when I drew the, when I drew the Liberal Democrats bird and then had to turn it into Alan I'd already given it quite a prominent beak <laughs> so is that going up on the website so people can can, can yeah. choose yeah okay I'll, I'll get back to I'm producing gonna, I'm going to be 37 by the time this airs do I need to update my uh... yes Pl- oh, please be accurate we're sticklers for accuracy there we here. go Okay, so we'll pop those on the socials, uh, to probably on uh, twitter.com slash thepartridgepod, where you can go and uh, judge your favourite, and there will be no prize for the winner and no shame for the loser. Okay, let's... Uh, can I update mine with just a crucial bit of detail? No, you can't. Okay. Well, add more. Be real. That was under strict timed conditions. Very strict. Yeah. I don't think you, you realise how seriously we're taking yeah. this. What, what did you want to add out of interest? Of my father. <laughs> <laughs> no way, Jose. So yeah, I mean, I think we can agree when you see our efforts that we've also come up with logos that are as compelling as they are busy and snazzy as they are challenging. Um, and that brings us almost to the end of that. But uh, as Tom Dark mentioned, there is a little bit about um, about the payment that he is now not going to give the the branding company. Um, he says, sadly, uh, his, his idea has never seen the light of day and he's not permitted to reproduce the logo, all thanks to a disagreement with the branding consultancy overpayment. <laughs> I sought to pay a third in advance, a third on completion of the logo and a final third when I completed the walk and developed a new and lasting bond of my late father um he said in their view the new and lasting bond required to activate the final tranche of the fee was vague and unenforceable oh yeah i said enforce this and i stuck <laughs> up my middle finger momentarily forgetting we were talking on the phone that just so as good. well as i'd raised my ring finger in the confusion <laughs> i love that that is that's it's a footnote but it's also the payoff to that um that chapter which is absolutely can ever, fantastic can everyone do that i can't even lift my middle i can Same. barely do that yeah that that one yeah, yeah. this I, works so well in a podcast yeah. environment by the way <laughs> trying to lift him. the thing is I can't imagine in, in reality anybody could do, do that by, by accident yeah, you'd instinctively go middle yeah, finger yeah. wouldn't you yeah. uh, we're on to chapter 7 Walk Eve uh, which opens with a little bit from Alan in italics Twas the night before square brackets Alan's <laughs> walk <laughs> went all through the house not a creature was stirring not even square brackets and Alan doesn't work <laughs> no. not well, needed does not although scan, he does there. he does claim that it's cleverly modified I mean you barely notice <laughs> yeah <laughs> so subtle um, and uh, he said uh, for me a poem that rhymes is always superior to one that doesn't so question to the group is it no it's just easier yeah that's why he's gone with it uh, there is an extra detail I liked to that when he says it's a cleverly modified excerpt and remember there's a p in that word a lot of a lot of people forget that it's excerpt not excerpt thanks again, Tom Alan, yeah, thanks uh, for that well just Alan again being a stickler for accuracy yeah, it's but important to note as, as we know throughout the book many pronunciation or spelling mistakes to follow 
Um, he's trying to work together a well on, on the eve of his walk, a bit late now. Uh, trying to work together a, a food regime that's going to serve him well. Um, he attempts to make a cheese sauce, but cheese sauce is impossible to make. <laughs> so he's long since thrown it away. I mean, I've made many cheese sauces. So easy. Very so easy. Uh, one minute it's hot milk, so the next easy. it's claggy cheese porridge. Pathetic, he says, of the sauce, not of his own abilities. Uh, so he's been planning to spend the evening carving up. It was going to be pasta with cheese sauce, followed by rice with cheese sauce. What remained of the cheese sauce would be mocked up with bread i mean he just wants to eat yeah. cheese sauce yeah. uh but he ended up having pasta rice and bread only um yeah so an ideal combo ahead of a 160 mile walk i'm sure oh, he, did. he thoroughly enjoyed the meal yeah. it was a bit dry brackets very dry very dry and he calls uh, Jemima, which is Harvey's assistant, saying, uh, just checking his bag to commission for the walk tomorrow. I trust there's no problem. Uh, she says, not that I'm aware of. Now, this is one narrative conceit in the book that I don't really understand. Obviously, he wants to get a TV series out of it, but how he can be at this point, or and also even on the walk, mm. with no camera crew, still thinking that he's going to get a series, how does that work? I think, well, it maybe doesn't quite work at this point specifically, but I do think throughout the walk you get the knowledge that he doesn't care anymore and he, he knows it's not happening and he's fine with that he's had I, to think, re- I think well it's it. all about like he's even though okay so in in reality he would obviously know you would have you would have a commission yeah. and a crew in place well up front but i think there's that ever grasping at an element of hope with it so maybe they're going to turn around and say yes like maybe they will just turn up tomorrow it's yeah, just like I mean, really he, grasping he does say it. harvey hasn't come through but who cares he's gonna do the walk anyway Oh, so you, and you and you think he genuinely doesn't care? Well, I'm just reading the words that are on the page. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm up. Um, obviously, he's going to be disappointed, but I think deep, deep, it's deep, absolutely fine. Deep down in the recesses of his uh, brain, he knows it's never going to happen. Yeah, and I mean, he's very good at reframing his reality to make it okay mm. that yeah, things have gone wrong. Um, this chapter is in the in the paperback, at least. It's four pages long um there's obviously a very cavalier approach to chapter length throughout this book which you don't get in a regular novel i presume that is effectively alan messing up a novel or a book in every single way you can rather than uh what as in different chapter i just mean as in you've got a chapter that's four pages then you've got a chapter that's like 40 pages you don't often get that in in well-paced stephen king's a big fan of that massive chapters and then like a few words for a chapter i guess it depends what the what the story needs yeah just before we uh, wrap up this chapter i'd like to take a step back on uh, the subject of quavers i'm glad that's where you want to go tom because i want to go there too so alan says that potato is another excellent source of high rich uh carbohydrates so for 11s brackets the pm ones i have crisps in bed um i did check the carb uh, the uh, carbohydrate uh quantity in a packet of quavers 12 grams by the way mm-hmm. and uh, your daily intake recommendation is at least 260 so he's not actually taking on very much <laughs> carbohydrate when he's eating his packet of quavers in bed it's not carb loading is it it's definitely not carb also loading, no. question to the group is it ever crisps in bed a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay. Yes. Correct. I, I would eat crisps in bed. I would eat crisps no, in bed. No, but, absolutely no. never. But follow-up question. Breakfast doesn't count. Other meals in the day, is it acceptable to eat in bed? No. Uh, am I drunk? <laughs> now, always. <laughs> always. I think toast. I think toast at any time of day is acceptable in bed. Isn't that just as bad as crisps, though, in terms of the potential <laughs> no, crumminess? Quaver dust. At least yeah. you, have, you usually have a plate with toast. Can I have a plate with Pla- crisps? Plate of crisps in bed. <laughs> yeah, but crescent of crisps. Yeah. You know what I mean. They can spill off more easily. Well, the crisps have been spilt everywhere. Yeah. I can't possibly Toast pick them up. Toast has traction. <laughs> yeah, but if, it's, it's no food in bed for me. If you spill a plate of crisps, the worst you're getting is flavour dust. If you spill toast, the worst you're getting is buttery duvet, and that is an absolute no. I think buttery duvet. I will, not, I will not have a buttery duvet. Buttery duvet, that's my Tinder name. <laughs> I think by the extension that Adam thinks that toast Tinder is name. okay in bed. <laughs> way too, brilliant, but way too late. <laughs> if, if you'd have been 15 seconds earlier, that would have been a joke that I would I have high fived you for. I thought, should I? Yes, no. I've gone for yeah. it. I've gone too late. Yeah. By extension, if Keith Ke- 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 almost Ke- re-recorded that. Actually, actually, funnily enough, I've gone too late. Is Tom's grinder now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, we've all gone the too late. Becomes yeah. hunted. On, on we could be here done. all day. Yeah. That's next, etc. You've done it again. Toast okay in bed. By an extension, I reckon pizza is also acceptable. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Cheesy duvet. <laughs> no, Not as cheesy as private last night. Anything else on chapter seven? Uh, well, I just like the line, there's no stink quite like the stink of quaver flavouring absorbed into human skin <laughs> then sweated out back into the bed sheets. Oh. Absolutely disgusting. Oh, and of course he talks uh, very... Uh, at the very end of the chapter, uh, he references a fitful night filled with dreams of gravel that stank of cheese. Oh, that's, well, the, like qua- to, that's the quaver dust. I like to think that bedding down on a mattress lightly dusted with quaver rubble is much the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> there is always an element of queeze, isn't there, in every yeah, Allen yeah, project? Yeah, and, yeah. and we've hit we've hit the, the thick vein of queeze. <laughs> <in Nomad. laughs> that's also that's Nick's name. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so chapter eight, uh, the last of the chapters that I'm uh, expertly guiding us through my route uh important to note at this point that he still has not begun the walk um he says i begin at my childhood home 12 cecil road norwich now there is uh, a number 12 cecil road uh mm. in norwich and it is a residential property um there's a record shop nearby there's a self-defense training center and a residential care home 
all nearby. So obviously I, I wrote them a postcard. Um, said, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Hello, residents of 12 Cecil Road. As you're no doubt aware, your address is given as the childhood home of fictitious DJ broadcaster Alan Partridge in his novel Nomad. I co-present the unofficial Alan Partridge podcast. Please could I ask you a few questions? Thank you, Adam. Did they reply? Did they bollocks? <laughs> Did you oh, give them a, a method to get back in touch, Dave? Oh, yeah, was I, that literally it? <laughs> I, gave, I gave them my personal email that yeah. I've not read out. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we can Adam read Brooks. out for you. Yeah. <laughs> Alternatively, find me on Grindr. <laughs> username buttery duvet <laughs> but what's quite interesting is that if you put 12 Cecil Road and the postcode NR12QL into Google Maps not only is it a real place but it also comes up did you mean Alan Partridge's childhood home wow so yeah. you tap on that there's a couple of reviews um, so you go into the reviews <laughs> I like section. that it's listed as a museum <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, there's two reviews uh, one is five stars lovely stuff from Shaking Stevens <laughs> and the second one is also five stars back of the net uh, I won't read out the names of the people that have left those reviews but yeah two five star so, reviews so Alan's- how does that work can you can you essentially just create a marker for anything on Google Maps and then it becomes public is that how that works I, Jed, Jed's saying thumbs up so what about apple maps what does it say on apple maps i mean no, no one cares null and void oh, delete yeah. it off my phone but yeah obviously you can see on google street map we're having a look at it now there is cecil road wow. and i believe very well to do i mm. believe that is number 12 right there oh bloody hell would yeah. live in <laughs> uh, don't have the answer to this but i wondered if that was an address that had some sort of significance to uh, one of the writers perhaps or perhaps it was even it was it was someone's actual childhood home but they uh, put in a lot of fake things in here as you know fake friends fake places whatever but to actually list somewhere that is a specific a, a genuine postcard yeah, yeah. It must, it makes, there must be a reason well I think I think that it's one of two things one is that there's some kind of personal significance that we just don't know about or two it's that actually it's just a brutal lack of fact checking has has sent, <laughs> sent a lot of people to some poor unsuspecting house in Norwich but I, I guess that they may have simply said we, we want a postcode that kind of marries up mm. but then actually I guess when you get back to the narrative in Nomad at this point that's now a car phone warehouse so it actually isn't that in a way that doesn't actually makes sense but i think it is quite a nice touch that it is a genuine postcode uh indeed um so from there his journey will take him due south or south uh through the last knockings of norwich uh plunging through dis dedham vale and danbury obviously a lot of those mentioned in the radio i don't for his show on uh, north norfolk digital north norfolk's best music mix um <laughs> and he'll then be crossing oh uh, so see he passes he'll pass through a series of towns that sound made up headcorn snargate and brenzit uh they are all real um, eventually reaching his own personal Camelot, Dungeness A power station, the place my father never managed to get to. Uh, the route, <laughs> he describes it as a close collaboration between myself and the AA route planner. <laughs> I mean, you've got to wonder how much work he put in. Um, and yes, he says, the distance from Norwich to Dungeness is the equivalent of laying 25,000 London buses end to end. He loves to measure distance and time like this. You know, sort <laughs> yeah. of, this would be a third of the way to yeah, Chelsea yeah. and back or whatever. Yeah. I think you did miss a key detail as well uh, when he's talking through the uh, the route. Uh, he finishes that with, then I'll probably just get my assistant to drive me home. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lynn. Doing some pretty rough fact-checking as well. The, uh, 25... the kind of fact-checking we usually do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, 25,000 London buses end-to-end. That should be about 174 miles. So, yeah, Not that's far. pretty, pretty yeah. close. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and he caps off the My Roots section. There's obviously a map in the book as well, but he says, um, starts talking about core beliefs. He says, one of his is that you should never cripple an urban transport network. Uh, his others include always give businessmen the benefits of the doubt and believe in better, uh, which brings me to a little or the end of my section of the chapters, but also a short quiz, the believe in better quiz. So 
We learn that one of Alan's core values is believing better, but we also know that he's nicked that wholesale from Sky. Yes. Um, can you tell me which organisations are behind these yes. equally oh, vague is slogans it, it or phrases? Fastest um, to answer first wins. Uh, yes, I think first person on the bell. Oh, God. Uh, this is gets, precarious. Gets guess. If you get it wrong, then you're obviously locked out of the round. Position can we keep... Um, I can barely read the score. Bell, uh, can you keep scores? Test the bell. Tom Stab can keep score. <laughs> ten and, uh, points to me. Yeah. Okay. There's there's ten of these. All right. Tom. This is very tense. Which organisations are behind these equally vague slogans or phrases? Number one, made to make your mouth water. <laughs> Strong start. I'm going to take a guess. Starburst. Opal fruits. It's opal fruits. Oh, they've rebadged it. You fool. Yeah, but the slogans from when they were opal yeah, fruits. Thank to be you. fair, so that's one point to Nick. Uh, number two, slightly easier. Melts in your mouth, not in your hand. Tom Dark. Oh, I've had a brave thought. I can't think Any other challenges? Tom Stab. Maltesers. No. Oh. Only Nick left to play. Uh... Melts in your mouth, not in your hand. Galaxy. No, none of you got that one right. M and M's. Ironic because they do melt in your hand. Anyone who's ever tried to hold an M and M for <laughs> six seconds will know that. Number three, the makeup of makeup artists. Nick, uh, Max Factor. Correct. Number four. Right, girls. Right. <laughs> Number four. Impossible is nothing. Ah. Uh. I feel I like I say this that. is a lot harder than I thought it would be. These, uh, I would say this is this has been prevalent a lot. Uh, Tom Stab is it an old sky. No, it isn't. No. I'm afraid. Uh, can we let producer Jed Steele? Uh, yeah, yeah. None of us. If no one else seems to know, so what do you reckon? Impossible is nothing. It's um, Apple Max. No, it isn't. It's no. Is it? Can I? I might as well guess. Yeah. Go on. Is it a car manufacturer? No. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> uh, impossible is nothing has been the slogan. I don't know if it still is, but it was for a long time of Adidas. Yeah. Well, that marketing really yeah. works. Yeah. Uh, this one, this one, I think was based entirely in America, uh, mainly in for comedy purposes. But see if you can get it. What can Brown do for you? That's what can Brown do for you. I would, say on, the, I would say the clue is to think of American companies that are associated with a Brown product or. Is it uh, UPS? It is. Ah, UPS delivery van. Well so done. One point for Nick. That's very good. Uh, number six, a fine city. city. Tom no- Dark. Norwich. It is. Oh, yeah. The oh, tourist nice. board of Norwich. Nice. I'm going to go Norwich. What a shit slogan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's better than what can Brown do for you. <laughs> uh, number seven, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, Tom Stab. Dr. Pepper. Correct. Dr. Pepper. Three left to go. Uh, this is uh, uh, to be honest I expect that Jed will probably get this um, excuse me Nick oh, is no, cheating no, 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 no. stop we'll cheating hands down then it's we can all oh, close to changing the, bell. the rules are we uh, I will accept I will accept a brand or product for this one because uh, it's quite obscure number eight the more you play with it the harder it gets <laughs> Tom Dark bop it no <laughs> even Jed's flummoxed and I'm surprised because this is a very Jed appropriate product from the past Tom Stab Play-Doh no is it Game Boys? I'm Nintendo Game Boys. I'm gonna give. Oh, oh. Well, you don't get points, but it's it's Sega Game Gear. Oh, so no. yeah, I think close enough. Uh, that makes no sense. Number nine, open happiness. Coca Cola. It is Coca Cola. Mm. Well done, Tom Stab. And finally, number ten. If it's on, it's in. <laughs> it's. It, I would say it's a brand that's been referenced in Partridge Cannon. Tom Stab, of course the deal. No. <laughs> if it's on, it's in. 
Yeah. It's a brand that's still around today. It's a brand that Partridge has uh, been associated with in the last 12 months in real life. No, I'm, I'm even it's, more It's not confused. to do with driving vans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Producer Jed going to take a stab? Isn't it Sky Digital? No, although you are in a, a roughly a close arena. Nick and Tom left to guess unless you give if up. It's on, it's in. If it's on, it's in. BBC One? No, but you are also the, the close. The BBC? Nick, care to guess? Or no? iPlayer? No, but you are. You're all getting close all the time. If it's on, it's in. Radio Times. Mm. Oh. God, uh, we didn't do very well at that, no, did we? You didn't or actually, believe... the marketing departments of those companies yes. didn't do very well. Yeah. They, they that's how failed. Failed. That's how, that's that's how you can choose to see. The way I see it is, I believed in better, but what I received was worse. <laughs> so, uh, well, I refer you to Alan's line: "Always give businessmen, which is what we are, the benefit of the doubt." <laughs> uh, so, scores on the doors at the end. Uh, producer Jed doesn't get any points. He gets, he gets an honorary half point medal for Game Boy instead of Game Gear. Uh, in third place is Tom Dark with one. Second place, Tom Stab with two. And Nick is brand manager with three points. Regional brand Ass- manager. Assistant, assistant to, to the brand, brand manager. manager. <laughs> That's not our podcast. Um, anyway, thanks so much for listening to us. It's Monkey Tennis, the Alan Partridge fan podcast. We're going to be back uh, when Alan will actually finally, hopefully, set off on this goddamn walk. Uh, <laughs> if you'd like to get in touch with us in the meantime, it's thepartridgepod at gmail.com, facebook.com slash thepartridgepod, on Twitter at thepartridgepod, Instagram at monkey tennis pod, and the monkey tennis hotline is open 24 7 for all your monkey tennis needs. 0793 600 017. We'll be back next week as we continue our trawl through Nomad and hopefully eventually get to the Dungeness power station. But for now, thanks so much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Let's go, girls. Come on. I must complete the journey that my father never could. I must do it on foot. Can't remember why. It will be called The Footsteps of My Father Walk. My home isn't insulated. Monkey tennis? Heathrow is just an absolute tit of an airport. Quite simply, cows. Monkey tennis? With a stupid Ewok head. Blabber on him, nosy. Love you, Aim. Monkey tennis? A total wazzock of a guy. Infinity, the final frontier. Monkey tennis? We will talk about it now, Mr. Nichols. Monkey tennis? Motherfucker. Gary Wilmot. Okay. Sue Cook. Okay. Dale Winton. Okay. Monkey tennis? Oh, fuck off, Nick. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. 
Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.